0: This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at ChopsKicksAndNearFalls.com, for daily articles
1: about wrestling from around the globe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Victory Through Guts, Episode 10, All Things AJW, in January of 1991. I am Dylan Murray. With me, as always, is Alex. Please introduce yourself.
0: Hello, yes, I am. I'm the famous Alex from from this podcast that uh, everybody listens to. Um, and I am ready to talk about some 1991 Joshi wrestling with you.
1: As am I, Alex. We definitely didn't spend 10 minutes trying to figure out how to do an intro because we are professionals here uh today we we are now uh i guess i should be saying happy new year if you don't listen to star request uh this is the first time that you're hearing us in the new year it's 2021 which means as i said at the jump we are going back to 1991 to january of 1991 to be exact for ajw uh on this episode we have actually a lot to talk about or a lot of matches at least um we we jump back and forth there was a uh, AJW Classics episode 44 is what we were like based on. Um, but we really just watched every match we could find from January of 1991 So some of them are on YouTube, some of them were in the classics episode, blah blah blah, you know. Uh we sort of won it, winged it, however you wanna however you want to call it. Uh yeah, the f- first two matches, Alex, as you know, were two minutes apiece. Mm-hmm. So uh I don't even know how much to talk about, but let's just get right into it. First match was Kyoko Noi versus Nuria Teno. Uh like I said, two minutes a minute and fifty seconds of it was just them pinning each other. Uh that was that was pretty much it. It was fun, but you know, it was it was that was pretty much it. Uh Kyoko gets the win here um with the victory roll. I have very little to say about this, because again, I'm not joking. There was one move in it, other than like victory rolls, right?
0: Yeah, no, it um <clears throat> because the episode in question had like five matches, um, and there there was a lot of important ones. Uh, there was a lot of these preliminary matches, were clipped heavily. Um, so we only saw the finish to this really, but I think that's the most important part because the whole reason that they probably showed this is so that we could see Kyoko getting put over by. Tatano because, I mean, you think about it, Kyoko, in a way, is now involved in the biggest angle in the company and yet she's had no real ascent to get there. So having her beat, you know, Nario Tatano is a big win under her belt and I think that was, they established that through their mannerisms after the match, through how Kyoko sold the shock of getting the win and it was pretty smart because obviously, like, uh, Tatano retires, in air quotes, retires two months later, so she should have been used to put people over. And that's exactly what she did here. Um, And I think it was a good win to show us, to show that, you know, Kyoko is legit, you know, more than anything.
1: Yeah, um, at this point, Kyoko was the AJW champion, which means that she was like the fourth or fifth most important champion on the card. Uh, It was only she she was only holding it for like uh, less than 100 days at this point. I think she won in October Uh, and AJW is really weird with their belts so it's like you wouldn't know that she was AJW champion pretty much (laughs) like if you're going back through it but you know um through databases and whatnot she's AJW champion that's how I know it but yeah her getting this win was a pretty big deal because up to this point it was pretty much that she was bulls you know like Bull's second for the most part you know like she obviously wrestled against bull in the last episode and then you know she became a member of goku manto she pretty much just didn't really have a lot of of uh, push behind her to make her seem important and going into the match that we'll talk about later the hair versus hair match she really needed that to look better um going forward into 1991 so this match definitely did help even though we only saw you know like a minute and a half of it and she did only get the win off of a flash pin. but it was a pretty cool looking victory roll if i do say so myself uh yeah good good match i guess i mean you know from the minute and a half i saw it was good uh then the the second match that was also very very short was jungle jack versus minami toyota and suzuka minami uh at first i was very confused because i feel like toyota and minami are sort of like on different ends of the spectrum of baby faces at this point in time. Uh and we'll see that later after Minami Toyota versus Akira Hokuto from um like a week later. It they they aren't on the same team so to speak, but because they're both baby faces and they're battling Jungle Jack, it's like, oh, like it really didn't matter cuz it was just Jungle Jack beating their asses the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, again, this one was clipped down to hell um Jungle Jack did exactly what you would expect Jungle Jack to do. They did what they do basically every match, and they did it well. Again, not much to talk about this match. Uh, you have any, any important, uh, any noteworthy thoughts on these two minutes of action?
0: Uh, no, again, it's like the opener. It was just uh, a good win to show us because, you know, obviously, like, Bison and Azure, you know, they won the 3WA three tag titles last month, and, you know, Azure was coming off of a big loss to Bull. So I think showing, you know, them showing us as you're getting wins was another way of saying, oh yeah, I like, can remember she's important, like because she's in the main event program. So I think it was just another quick win to show us to build to the hair versus hair match, and it did the job.
1: Yeah, and I also I did enjoy this for one simple fact of um, Minami Toyota got her ass beat literally the entire time. Um, <laughs> that was like you know again two three minutes. She just got her ass beat. Like Suzuka Minami would come in and like get a little bit going, and then Minami would get back up and she just get taken down immediately. It was quite funny. Uh, and it ended with Aja Kong um, pinning Toyota off of an overhead power slam that looked fucking gnarly. I'm not gonna lie. Like power slams, they are pretty, ba- like, you know, there's not more of a basic move than an overhead power slam, but when Aja Kong does it, it looks like they fucking die, bro. It- it's great. I love that shit. Um, I am kind of upset that these were the two matches that we got because, um, if you remember, I don't know if it was last month or the month before, uh, they built to a Bat Yoshinaga Yumi Hoda match, right? You remember that? It was a while ago. Yes. Uh, that match happened on this show, but they didn't record it. So we didn't get okay. to watch it, but we, but we got to watch Minami Tio to get her ass beat for two minutes and we got to see. Narita's vs. versus Noi. Obviously, those were fine, but it's like uh, they really robbed me of a dream match right there. Yoshinaga versus Mika Hoda. That that I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel sort of betrayed. Real real betrayed there. Uh, Hoda won, by the way, if it wasn't obvious, because uh, it was just a regular wrestling match. We haven't seen Bat Yoshinaga in a wrestling match yet which is sort of funny like she's only been like kickboxing and shit like she has not done a single wrestling match on our timeline uh, so i'm excited to see when that finally happens for the first time if it happens
0: maybe yeah i'm pretty sure she does wrestle in some tag matches but then i don't know if we're gonna we're gonna watch those but yeah she's uh you know that was her thing she was the shoot fighting killer and kind of kept her hot so then she could put people over i guess which is pretty smart
1: yeah plus she gets the the martial arts belt later in this year that we'll talk about um in the coming months of One that, that wonderful
0: never
1: <laughs> yeah the the belt that literally never leaves her grasp um until the day she retires just quite like you know say what you will about her like that is something that nobody can ever take away from somebody if you are the champion at the in at the you know the creation of a belt and you hold it forever because you simply cannot be beat that's pretty insane uh but anyway that's that's enough about that let's get into the meat and potatoes of this show the the big match of the show like bigger than i'd say bigger and better than even the ones to follow it Bonakano versus akira hokuto 3wa world championship match from january 4th of 1991 i don't think we said the exact date yet but it's January fourth uh you know Tokyo Dome Day so to speak. This match was perfectly done in my opinion. Like there was I couldn't find a like flaw with this match. Um I know I know you you had some some thoughts on it, so you wanna you wanna start spitting your shit?
0: I didn't have thoughts on that. I was I just wanted to discuss the the rating that it got from uh Mr Dave. You know?
1: Well well then let me let me, you know let me run it down a little bit. Yeah, uh, so H- Hokuto started this one off with, like, just so much offense. I love the, like, early burst in these old Joshi matches, especially by, like, Kira Hokuto and by Minami Toyota. Uh I think that they just kill it constantly with that, like, just immediate burst where in this one, uh, Bull refused a handshake and turned around, and Akira Hokuto just suplexed the shit out of her, Then she piledrived her, and then she just, like, started kicking her. It was great. Yeah. Um, Ah, quickly took control after that pretty, pretty immediately. Um, but just that immediate burst, it really made Hokuto look like a a killer out of the gate, even though she would spend most of this match getting killed by Bol Uh this like, like I can't say enough good things about this match. It's hard It's hard to talk about like amazing matches without just like repeating yourself that's like, oh, it was great. And it like they they didn't do anything wrong. But, like this match was just killer. Uh, Hokuto looked really strong despite getting her ass beat most of the match, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, I mean she she did a good job of chopping down Nakano as the match went on, and she also showed a lot of fight despite the fact that she was getting beat up. Like uh, a bunch of times where she would just be throwing forearms and stuff at Nakano to just try and get back into the match. Like she really not stay down at all and the fact that the crowd was super hot for her really helped like you just kind of felt like you were really getting behind her um and liana kano gave her a lot to say the least
1: oh yeah uh the crowd is one thing especially in the era we're in now um and even outside of it the the ajw crowd at this point was hot as hell like it was just it was always on fire um i miss those crowds being on fire because like it uh, you know, nostalgia and all that mm-hmm. for a 17-year-old talking about 1991. I'm nostalgic, I'm nostalgic. Uh, <laughs> but near the end of the match, uh, Bull hit, and I, I wrote down all of the maneuvers she did. She had three backdrop drivers, a tope, mm-hmm. the guillotine, another guillotine, and then Hokuto kicked out. And I was genuinely, like, like hyped after that. Because it's like, obviously, like... You're watching this match. It's a wonderful match. They they're killing it on all cylinders. Um, the heat segments are all extremely interesting and and you know hot all really good. Like there's nothing wrong with this match. But at that point, it's like, what the fuck is even happening? Like like what are we doing next? Like I, I you get really excited when Hokuto <laughs> simply kicks out, and it's quite insane. Um, and my excitement only increased when Kilkanoi interfered and helped Bull hit an avalanche tombstone. That shit you'd fucks, that, uh, bro.
0: You'd think that after breaking her neck on that exact same move, that Hokuto would be like, I'm never taking that again. But she didn't give a fuck.
1: Oh, yeah. I, oh, shit, yeah, I forgot that that's what... Pro- yeah. Man. Oh, my God. And then she got hit with a Thunderfire Bomb too. You know, like the... the, the uh, Bull's old finish at this point, because obviously she now has um, the flipping guillotine which is her real finish i guess uh yeah hokuto just fucking this was one of hokuto's best performances to date i think it's also one of bull's best performances to date Uh, i think i would rank this better than most of bull's matches from 1990 if not all of them uh i loved this match hokuto went for one last comeback hitting a northern lights bomb uh but was soon um beat by a backdrop driver from bull because after a while, Hotel was just going on fucking fumes. Uh, again, hard to top for this year, I think. Uh, you wanted to talk about how it got five stars from Dave, and how it how yeah. it matches to today?
0: Yeah, like this. Uh, this is one of the first kind of five star matches that AJW ever got. Um, and like it's it's interesting because I can totally understand why in nineteen ninety one this was a five star match. Like this had everything you could want from that era you know there was all the head drops the pace was really good the storytelling was great and these are two of the biggest stars in ajw so the crowd was pretty hot as well mm-hmm. so i mean it giving it five stars at the time definitely makes sense uh do i think it would be five now probably not but it's definitely interesting to see like what the criteria was for a five-star match then versus what it is now you know i don't know if you'd give it five like i i don't think i would but i can totally understand why he would back then because as you said this was just so well done like this was just perfectly done they both looked great they both killed each other it was just fantastic i
1: don't know if i would give it five i feel like um, oh, and i i try not to compare like you know from back then to now because like people would be like oh that's a Shitty comparison. I'm really bad at analogies, if you guys couldn't tell already from some many analogies I, I I create. Uh, but I I compare this to um that one match, uh Mayu versus Kid from the five star. Remember how I was talking about how it's like that's a perfect match, even if it's not like a a match that like you'll remember forever, that it's like the greatest match of all time or anything like that. But it's a match that you can't complain about a singular thing about it because everything was good. Like there was, there wasn't anything wrong with the match whatsoever. Um, And it did exactly what I think it was trying to do exactly what it should have been doing. Um, And I can't really say any way that it could be better, but it wasn't like light years ahead of like any other match. You get what I mean? Where it's like, it, it felt, it felt like the perfect thing that they could have done the perfect match they could have done in this situation um at this time with with the way the story is playing out whatever but i don't think it would be five stars on my rating but i i don't give out five stars very easily at all um i don't really do the five star rating even but you know like i i don't say something is like greatest match of all time material very often uh and i as much as i absolutely fucking adored this match and i feel like this match is Again, probably gonna be setting the mark very, very high for the rest of the year in AJW. Um, I don't know if five stars is my uh, is my level for it, but then again, uh, Dave gives everything fucking five stars. Who so like if we're talking <laughs> about Dave's, then it's like yeah, this is probably five stars. Let's be fair. Not um, back,
0: not back in uh, '91. To be fair, he was. He was that's More
1: chill. That's true, but it's like, and and it's definitely yeah. Now, though. I mean,
0: game has changed today like the everything's totally different you know like if you even try and watch like like peak ring of honor or something it's so different to today because the style Mm -hmm. is so technical and they were trying to do a slower pace like it's such a departure from the matches you get now it's really wrestling has changed so much even since then so like considering how much has changed since this match now that's it's pretty crazy
1: in the words of the great eddie kingston the game is not the same alex and with that that ends the january 4th show and that leads us to the january 11th show um on this show we had two matches the first one we both have very different experiences watching um it is back to we got back to back hokuto uh, this time she is challenging for the all pacific title gets Minami toyota uh you watched the full version of this i watched the clip version of this you did not enjoy it as much as i did um would you like to expand on that a little bit
0: um yeah so to to set the scene uh hokuto's arm was heavily heavily taped like it was very clear that it was hurt and uh they they worked on it for the entire match but it was like an 18 minute match and they just kept going back to the arm thing it was like every time hokuto would fight back they'd go straight back to the arm I was like, all right, we're kind of, I'm kind of getting tired of this. Like, do something new. Uh, And I guess maybe it's just me because I feel like other people will love a match like this where they focus so heavily on the arm and how the arm changes Hokuto's entire style. But for me, they went to that well one too many times. Um, But like, it gave her an out for losing. So I can totally understand why they did it. But yeah, it definitely didn't make for the best full match. And I'm sure the clip version was probably a lot better, uh, and it probably was less tedious with the iron the based offense.
1: Oh yeah, the the clip version, in my opinion, was a very, very well-done match. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I feel like we, we've we talked about Manama Toyota in the past, that it's like, at this point, she was a just by any means necessary type wrestler, where it's like she sees a weakness and she just exploits it until the, mm-hmm. until the end, you know, uh, and that was just this match. Uh, the, the clip version was only like seven minutes, so it was just seven minutes of um, Toyota, like, you know, beating Hokuto up, which um, in on paper sounds like it could be my least favorite match of all time, but I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's sort of funny because um, Hokuto went into this not only with a messed up arm, which was targeted, but also a messed up knee so her right arm and her right knee were fucked up so at one point she went for like a, a superplex uh like she finally got a little bit of momentum she went for a superplex and her right knee just gave out and she just fell off the rope and uh you know if if it was 18 minutes of that i could definitely see why i would be like getting bored of it but for the the 7 minutes i got i felt like Hokuto did extremely well with the selling i felt like Minami um she was an asshole and it was perfect like she just she was just like i am going to stretch your arm until it breaks for the entire match i was like okay that's pretty fun uh i liked the finish when uh the class of 85 threw in the towel for hokuto after she was in the arm bar for like six minutes uh not six minutes but you know for a long ass time she was in the arm bar and she just refused to give up i thought that made hokuto look amazing uh, it really continued to cement Hokuto as like one of the top baby faces in the company, uh, and I, I I enjoyed it. I can definitely see why you wouldn't, given your circumstance, but I thought it was really well done. Hokuto, great seller as always, and yeah, um, I, I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about that. You got any closing words?
0: Uh, yeah, just just watch the clipped version.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong there. That that's that's pretty true, and yeah, that's. That's pretty true. Uh, next up, we have another infamous match from January of nineteen ninety-one: the Hair versus Hair match between Jungle Jack and Bolnikano and Kyoko Inoue. Uh, we've talked about this very frequently because it is a pretty iconic match. Um, to me, let's start with you. How did you feel about like the match, like the the ins and outs of the match? Uh,
0: it was great. I remember liking this match the first time I watched it, and uh, it was. Equally as good this time. Like, all four are great. And obviously, like, Bull and Aja are fantastic brawlers. And that's exactly what we got here. Just an aggressive brawl. And I loved it.
1: Yeah. This felt like a maybe it's because I was like sleep deprived when I watched it because I watched it in the middle of the night last night. Um, I don't know what it was, but this just felt like such a big clusterfuck, and it's like, it wasn't a bad one, I enjoyed it a lot, but I was just like, I don't even know what's happening, like, it just keeps going, and it doesn't stop, and I don't even know, like, how to keep track of it, especially with, when the weapons came into play, and I was like, okay, so there's scissors, and now there's multiple large sticks, and there's also chains, and there is a kendo stick, and then there's a big kendo, like, and I, I, uh, nunchucks, obviously, like, it was all over the place, I had a hard time keeping notes of it, but it was a really, really fun match. Uh Jungle Jack played the aggressors early on. Um and they just beat the shit out of Kyoko and Bull um before they got before Bull brought in the scissors. And if you know anything about me and if you've listened to any of our previous episodes, I do not like scissors in professional wrestling. It makes me very uncomfortable because like I can watch people go through like panes of glass and get lit on fire, but something about scissors. It hits too close to home because it's like you know, like and that's that's one thing. That was said, I think McFoley said it, or maybe Terry Funk, it was one of those Deathmatch guys that was like the scariest wrestling things to fans are things that you know exactly how it feels, so it's like you know you might not really like take in the idea of a kendo stick as well as you will scissors because you know what it feels like to get stabbed with scissors, maybe not stab but to get hit you know slit with a scissor, as in comparison to you don't really know what it feels like to get hit with a stick of bamboo. So, scissors always just make me really uneasy in wrestling matches, and they make me sort of like, you know, not a big fan, but um, and and at first it looked like they were just going to do like hair cutting spots, right? Because it's a hair versus hair match and they were like, getting other's hair, whatever. Then, uh Bison just decided, you know what? I'm sick of this shit, and started stabbing her in the head with it. Like just just stabbing her in the head with scissors. And I was like, I don't like this. I mean it's great, but I also don't like this. Uh then there was a, a battle with large sticks, as I said before. Um it, it went okay, so it went like this. Bull and Aja both had very large sticks. Uh Bull dropped her stick and they started tug of warring over one large stick. Then Bull picked up another stick and grabbed Aja's stick and was now dual-wielding sticks and beating up both. Of jungle jack uh i didn't do that the justice that it deserves because it was really just it was it was a sequence uh, it uh, the, the, again this match is just like you probably would have a better an easier time of describing it because i was just all like i i had no idea what the fuck was happening half the time <laughs>
0: um i won't have an easier time like it, it's it's hard to describe but just think of ball mccano being the coolest bitch ever and and you kind of have it because she was just on her shit in this match, like she was beating people up. She was she wasn't selling a lot for a lot of things, um, and yeah, people were just beating each other up. It was amazing. It was it was reminiscent of the uh, you know, the first tag match that really kicked this feud off that had Grizzly instead of uh, Kyoko. It was yeah. a lot like that, like just a, an absolute fight with weapons involved every now and then, where Nakano stood out as you know being better than everybody because she is, quite frankly. Um, and yeah, the weapons battle was cool. Like, this is why she is the boss of the world. She she just is the coolest ever.
1: You're not wrong there. Uh, this was, I feel like, 1991 starts very, very well in Bonacano's favor. Uh, she, in all of the matches that we watched, there's still one more that we got to talk about. She looked like a million bucks uh, her her year of 1990 was incredible. I think this year is going to be even better because these first three matches were just absurdly good. Uh, she she ends up getting the win. Um, how how do I have how she won? Uh, I don't. I hope so. Do you, what was the finish? Do you not have the finish?
0: No. It was okay. something like Bull and Kyoko were doing a lot of teamwork, and they like destroyed the two of them. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I, I remember now. Um, Kyoko hit a body slam, and then Bull hit a, a regular guillotine, a seated, seated guillotine on Bison um, for the win. And as it's hair versus hair, Bison's beautiful cur- curls are now gone. Um, And it's like when I was watching this match, I just thought about it. And I was like, her hair is so pretty. Like I, like <laughs> I'm sad now. Like you know, like I was like her, I, like her. I don't know. And she never had that hairstyle again. She ended up going for the um like shorter bob hair. Uh, and I don't know. Like I was like her hair is so pretty. Do do we have to get rid of it? And I feel like Bison felt the same way because she was screaming. She was sobbing. Like she was she was going berserk over having her hair cut. She was so upset. Like, I, like if that was straight selling, then she is the greatest actress of all time because she was just going fucking like she was. Oh, my God. This this felt like the beginning of a villain story. This was her Joker story was her sitting in the chair, getting her getting her hair buzzed um, after sobbing her eyes out for like 10 minutes and refusing to sit down. Uh this this is her Joker story right here. This is where her Joker story starts. This is where Jungle Jack's Joker story starts, even though it probably started in 1990 with you know all of that fun jazz. But this was really where you felt like, oh, uh, they're gonna kill Bull for this one. Like the, like Bull, Bull's gonna like this is gonna be bad. Uh, and yeah, this was a this was a fun match. I don't think I would rank it above any of the previous like clusterfuck Gokumanto versus Jungle Jack matches. Uh, but because of the the hair versus hair stipulation and just some of the good parts it was definitely still a a recommended match in my opinion you should seek it out uh it was it was fine like it was fun i i had a good time watching it uh yeah so let's talk about this for a second so this is the beginning of 1991 uh our our new cover cover star of the podcast is bison kimura with the short hair uh how how do you think that bison herself did in this match because i feel like she oftentimes gets like overlooked from the the three of them in this feud because like obviously kyoko's there too whatever but from from bull aja and bison who are really the three in this real story i mean it's bull and Gokamanto. but how do you feel that bison looked in this match and how do you think that bison's gonna look moving forward obviously you've seen it and we know what happens but uh you know give a little bit of of insights there
0: um well i think like bison and aja at this point in time are presented as somewhat equals and for the most part like i think bison gets to be the aggressor quite a bit she she gets to bring weapons into play she gets to you know use her chops to kind of knock people down and she's a great addition to the feud because she can Hold up the aggression that Kong and Nakano are bringing to things. Um, I think after this match, um, Azure Kong definitely starts to get her rise a little bit more, and she definitely stands out as the the main member of the team. So I think Bison takes a bit more of a backseat as things go forward as they kind of build up Kong, uh, which to me makes a lot of sense because I was going to bring this up, but like after the match, like Bison, as you said, is crying; she's in tears. And Azure is just like giving a death glare. She's got that thousand yards stare. She's just there, like shave my head. I don't care. And it's a real point where Azha is just like this is a woman on a mission, and it's her real. You said it's. Uh, you said it was Bison's Joker moment, but I think it's more Aja Kong's. I think this was the moment where she was like, "I will get my hands on Bolnacano one day." And it's it's definitely the start to me of the beginning of the Azure that we've come to know like the monster that we'll see Um, so I think Bison was good in this and she was great in the feud but I think this is where she starts to take a backseat more than normal
1: that's fair uh that's true because I I I just think of that that image um after after everything's said and done when the commentators are talking and there's just that video on Bison and and Aja where they're just sitting in the back just dead inside, completely bald, just like, just completely just like I'm going to kill someone, and it looked absolutely fucking like scary as hell, even like Bull and Kyoko when they did their, their word promo, they were, they, their energy was just real low, like they they felt, like they looked, they looked scared, and it's not often that you see Bull Nakano or, and think of the word scared, but she just looked like I don't know. how how would you describe that? Because it's it's very specific well, think, how she looked. I like, think it's I just
0: know. that hair versus hair matches are such a big thing in, in Joshi wrestling. Like the the one not last year, the year before, even between Nanai Nanae Takashi and Arisa Nakajima, like Nanai was humanized quite a bit and Arisa Nakajima was humanized quite a bit afterwards because like they were very emotional. And I think it's just that the the fact that it was a hair versus hair match took it a took a lot out of all four competitors because seeing your big rival, you know, humiliated like that definitely has an effect on you. And I think it also just kind of is a bring down because you're like, okay, like their hair is gone and that that means a lot. So I just think it was one of those things where the match itself and the stipulation just drains everybody involved. And I think that's why Bulls energy was so low, because just these matches are so important and they're so special. That it is draining to all the competitors in some way.
1: Yeah, that's true. I I I think there should be more hair versus hair matches in wrestling, like because that it's it's one of those things that's like it's so easy to do, like not easy to do, because like obviously it has a like you just said it has a very serious like humanizing toll, but it's like there are just things that hair versus hair makes things more interesting. When it's like, if you're gonna cut your hair anyway, then just do a hair versus hair match. I remember that was a I don't know who said that, but it's like never cut your hair in wrestling. Always do a hair versus hair match. Uh, actually, stri- strike that because now I'm thinking that was probably Jim Cornette. So strike that. I ever said that. Uh, <laughs> I no uh, never do hair versus hair matches. <laughs> but no, uh, and and not to get too Stardom Questy, but I feel like that is a stipulation that um if and I don't know if, if this will be out before or after this happens, if um, Natsuko wins the the white belt, I want her to have a hair-versus-hair match at some point, uh, or a hair-versus-title match, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Uh, and even if she doesn't, I think that that could be a very interesting thing for her to do, um, because I, I think that's something that stardom hasn't really done, and it's something that really, as shown here, really does give a new weight to certain aspects of storytelling and that's what joshi does best is add layers to their to their stories uh it sounds like we're we're ending this thing off but we're not because we have another match do you have anything else to add about the the beauty and the wonders of hair versus hair matches and this hair versus hair match specifically
0: yes i did want to mention that uh, i know i've been driving this point home in every match involving these two but i think this match did another good job of telling that story that a uh, bull is better than Azure and that Azure is a monster, but she is not the monster that Bull is. Like there was a point where Asya did like you know a half dozen spinning back fists and couldn't get couldn't get Bull Nakano down, and then Nakano just did one spinning back fist and she decked Azure. So I know I've been driving that home, but like the real purpose of this feud to me was to kind of. Put a lot of attention on Azure Kong, and it's the whole point was you know, Bull is better than Azure, Azure will get there someday, but she isn't quite there yet. And uh, I think this match did a good job of driving that home. That you know, Kong probably by now knows that she isn't as good as Nakano, and that's that's going to be her launch pad then, along with having her hair shaved. So I did want to point that out again because I feel like that's been the story of every Nakano and Kong match is that like. Kong is trying to be the the monster here but Nakano was just like you you aren't as good as me you aren't able to be as powerful as me um and that that was on display in this match again
1: yeah and the fact that they are able to to draw that out for as long as they do that story is really really great and really really interesting and obviously it's always fun to see Bonacan and Ajakong in the same match, and it's going to be fun going forward to see Bonacano and Ajakong and Bison in the same matches. Uh, and this next match doesn't have the two in, in the match, but it does have a little bit of a, of a uh, thing at the end, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, this match is um. It took place on the twenty third of January in Um Nagasaki. It's a three W A World Championship match. Bol Nakano defends against Yumika Hoda inside of a steel cage. Uh, how did you feel about this match?
0: Uh, it was it was good. It was similar to the other Nakano matches. It was a fight, um, and it, it had a lot of spots that we'll recognize. But you know, Hoda added her own twist to things, and she really brought the fight too. But, yeah, it was just it was a brawl. Um, and they both went crazy, given it was like a house show,
1: yeah, that that's the thing that i I mostly noticed was that it's like Bull gave Hoda a lot in this match. Like she gave Hoda a lot of offense. um she she gave her. This was just a really good match, especially considering that, uh, from as far as I, I know, this wasn't recorded. Like, we, we watched it from a fan cam we found online. It wasn't recorded for, like, TV or for anything. Again, it was in a magazaki. It was a house show, more or less. It was absolutely a wonderful match. Uh, I feel like 1990 was lacking in Yumika Hoda looking like a threat. Uh, outside of the, the one really, really good Fire Jets match, um, she consistently sort of looked like the, uh, you know, the, the other in, in the class of 85, so to speak. She was, you know, oh, she's also there alongside the Marine Wolves and uh, Nishiwake. So I really like seeing her get the shot. And speaking of the class of 85, they are playing seconds along with Gokumanto on the outside of the cage, making it extremely difficult for either woman to climb the cage, because this was a escape the cage only match for some reason. Uh, I don't know why they decided to make it that, but, like, you know, more power to them, I guess. Uh, well, it's big... a pinfall, I guess. Yeah, I mean... I I think Bull could have easily like Hoda was like dead in the corner at the end for like for like minutes on end, but that's that's besides the point. Ah, uh, big the biggest factor of this match was uh, was I almost called her a and Hokuto and then I stopped myself and I I just <laughs> my brain just stopped for a second. Uh, was Yumika Hoda getting um, Bull's weapons and using them against her? That was probably like the biggest like uh, center point of this match was. Gokumanto would throw in her, her nunchucks, and then Hoda would grab them and start beating the shit out of Bull with them. I loved it, because it was wonderful. Uh, the Gokumanto threw in a chain, and Hoda tried tying her to the corner. didn't really work. Uh, at every point that Hoda did this, mind you, uh, Bull came back and gave her more than a fucking receipt because she would hit her like seven times harder. <laughs> like like Hoda and Hoda hits hard, bro. Like Hoda will, will lay in with that with that nunchuck. But then a few minutes later Obo will be like, hey, remember when you hit me with that nunchuck? I do. And she just starts <laughs> whipping her and beating the shit out of her. It was great. Uh, it's it's not often that I love seeing Yamika Hoda getting her ass beat, but this was really, really, really fun. Uh, again, I, I feel like this was a very well put together well done match uh i feel like 2020 or 1991 and 2021 since we're watching it now i feel like it's off to a really good start with match quality wise even though the the one match wasn't ideal and the first two were you know two minutes long but i feel like Nakano, akira okto and Yumi three of the best wrestlers of all time i'll say it and their their matches together absolutely amazing this match the the finish was also fucking insane because of it it was a house show uh bull hit a flipping guillotine which at this point was not like regular and he regularly in her repertoire rep- <laughs> i can't do alliteration an hour into like i can't i can't do it it wasn't a move that she typically did at this point. She would start doing a bit more over this year and the following years. But so she did a flipping guillotine, and then she went up to the top of the cage, and he hit a city. City. Alex, how do we do this? What? Like this. Like how? Like I. I don't. I. I can't talk. It's just. You see, I, I
0: can. I can speak English. So I can't. You know.
1: I yeah, can't. I know. Uh, that's why I have the other. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Uh, but but she hit she hit the flipping guillotine and then she hit the seated guillotine from the top of the cage before escaping for the win. Um, I really really enjoyed this match. Got any any words on it before I get to the after match gimmick?
0: Um, yeah, no, I think like it's it it was an incredible match given that like it was a house show, presumably in some small place that never had a you know a proper big big event um but you know that's a personification of why AJW was so good and why these girls are so legendary just because they never took a day off you know like Nakano doing a leg drop from the top of the cage on a house show is is the most incredible thing you could think of and it's something that you'd be like why would you do this but then why not? Like, she's going to retire. Well, you know, her aim was to retire within the next few years, so might as well leave it all in the ring. And uh, that's what this match showed to me, is that, like, they were ready to just leave it all in the ring every time. Because, like, this was wrestled, like, it was on a big event. Like, this was on par with, like, the Bull nakano Kong matches. It's not as good, because it doesn't have the story, but, like, the actual brutality is right there with, uh, with you know, big matches. Um. So, yeah, this is it's it's great um and you know it's a fan cam too which i think always adds an interesting dimension to it because you get a different viewpoint of what's going on i think seeing Bol nakano make her entrance from the viewpoint of a fan is like was like really cool to me i was like wow she is just you can feel her presence through the screen
1: oh yeah for sure it it was a, a added thing because i feel like fan cams are really just like a it 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 takes away all of like the the glamour of wrestling and in a way it's really like beautiful and it's really like interesting that's like this is just exactly what is happening from a fan's perspective just you know turning the camera back and forth between things like not really you know no production work is is really the the thing about it and it it's really interesting and it's really fun to watch them sometimes cuz it's like it it just breaks it down to the um the truest form, so to speak, of pro wrestling and I thought that this absolutely killed it. Like you said, for a house show, this had no right to be as good as it was. Wonderful match, really, really enjoyed it. I implore any of you to go watch it because I don't think this has been seen very um, very much from the, the general public. Because uh, I think that was the only copy that I've ever really found, and there was like a couple thousand views, maybe. So yeah, I implore any of you who wants to to go check this out. It was on YouTube. We found it up there uh, after the match, of course. Uh, out comes Jungle Jack to attack Bull and stab her with scissors again, because that you know gotta gotta have the scissors, gotta have the scissors, right? Uh, so so they come in, they attack Bull. And Gokumanto comes in. Goku Noe comes flying out of nowhere. Fucking jumps on Aja. It was fucking insane. Everything's going crazy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Eventually, uh, Jungle Jack retreats out to the back. And Gokumanto stands tall to end the house show and end our show here today. Uh, Overall, good matches. I I really am enjoying the start to to 1991. I am not enjoying my inability to to <laughs> compute things, but I'm definitely enjoying my my time with these first few matches. Uh, I know that February, from what I've seen and what I've looked up, has literally zero matches um from a j w So next Hopefully. month, yeah, next month I I I have FMW stuff from like January and February to watch. I don't know how much of it is gonna be, you know, worth it. I don't know, you know, maybe we could find JWP. I'm not sure. We we do this shit, you know. I I'm the least prepared man in the world. Uh, I sleep 20 hours a fucking day, bro. Like it's just it. I I don't know what I'm even doing at this point, but. I hope that you continue to stick with us through this journey, through the greatest period in the greatest form of wrestling in history, Uh, classic Joshi wrestling. So please, unless you have anything else to say, Alex, before I I do my long-winded outro that you love so very much. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, to close out, like, as you said, it's a great start to the year, uh, match quality-wise. And I think, you know, we're getting into a point where the company is just gonna be loaded with talent, you know, over the next year or two. Like I know even like the AJW tag title scene becomes a highlight of the company. I don't know if it's this year or next year, but we're definitely approaching a period where there are so many good wrestlers and all the matches we're gonna see will be really great. And I can't wait to see them. Um, and I also can't wait to see the continued elevation of people like Kong and Inoue and Toyota and maybe you know the the slow transformation into uh the dangerous queen whenever she happens to come along but yeah there's a lot of fun stuff to look forward to so you know hopefully we can uh see a good bit of it while also looking at you know fmw and jwp because you know jwp is heading for that split very soon and you know things are getting very interesting so we're gonna have a good time
1: indeed we are once again thank you for listening to the victory through guys podcast uh tell your friends about it uh if you will um I'm, I'm gonna ask very graciously that you tell your mom you tell your dad you tell your dog you tell your dog's sister you tell you know the breeder for your dog tell your breeder's neighbor down in Piattone, you know i i know i know where you live uh i'm kidding that's where I, like, never mind uh tell tell you tell your sister because i didn't tell your sister uh tell your brother if you have a brother um tell all of the the homies in the group chat i know you have them uh tell 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 pulse i don't know tell sprite Tell my friends that I'm bringing up for no reason. Tell literally everybody you fucking know that we are the best in classic Joshi wrestling. We are victory through guts. Ijo